0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics. I'm Rana McBerry. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. Before I even get started, want to ask all of you folks, go out there and share, share, share. We need you to share the program for us because that is the only way we are going to make that difference that we are responsible to make as responsible and engaged citizens. So please, folks, if you're hearing my voice... If you're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, whatever you are, or wherever you are, please share these programs. This is how we are going to make everybody uh, assured that we are doing the right thing. Yesterday, uh, I I was a keynote speaker at the American uh, Ethics Union, and I think we had a great time Um, When that video comes out, I'll have it here to play as well. But folks, look, we have a lot of work to do. Um, uh, We have a hell of a lot of work to do to maintain the democracy. And you know what? We can actually get it done. And you know what? We are going to get it done. But it takes all of us being engaged. Michael Rudnan starts. That one is too long, Rudnan. I'll read a piece of it. Biden pitched a bold climate vision. He may be watching it die in Congress. Climate hawks are starting to worry that their issue is getting thrown under a fossil-fueled bus. Biden has been talking like a progressive ever since he got into office, but obstructionist Republicans have blocked him at every turn, as well as a couple of members of his own party. President Joe Biden clearly wants to be a climate president. He said Ambitious climate targets, he's assembled a team of passionate climate works and activists. He's announced a whole-of-government approach to the climate crisis, followed by a drumbeat of aggressive executive actions. He's also proposed extraordinary climate investments in infrastructure plan, and an hour rarely goes by without an administration official urging Congress to pass it. But Congress has not passed it or even unveiled a draft. And now that Biden has ended one effort to negotiate a bipartisan infrastructure deal— only to begin another, climate hawks are starting to worry about their issue getting thrown under the f- fossil fuel bus. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> Legislating is not easy. Dealing with 400 and uh, how many people in Congress? 400, let's see, it's 218 times 2 minus 1. So 435 Congress people and 100 senators. Very hard to corral them all. But that is why you need the pressure from the grassroots, and that is our job to be the pressure. That is what we are supposed to do. All right, Michael Rundan also said, no climate, no deal. Dems warned Biden against cutting green energy from infrastructure plan. Mitch McConnell and the Koch brothers are not worth setting the planet on fire for, said Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Some establishment Democrats have a bad habit of compromising before they even get started. So true. And then compromise on the compromise, which means you've lost. Global warming is an existential threat to our civilization, and it's going to get really bad. Within the next two decades, I could post a bunch of links to scientific journals. We all know that. We all know that. We all know that we're working on that. Uh, third, developer pol- uh, pulls plugs on Keystone XL Pipeline. This is about as good news as I can could have hoped for. It's only a financial news guy. Climate change activists viewed the expansion of oil sands, development as an environmental disaster that could speed up global warming as the fuel is burned. That turned Keystone into a flashpoint in the climate debate, and it became the focus of rallies and protests in Washington, D.C., and other cities environmentalists who had fought for the project since who had fought the project since it has first announced in 2008 said its cancellation makes a landmark moment in the effort to curb the use of fossil fuels and fourth uh workers are rage quitting their jobs as a tightening labor market forces employers to take note of unfavorable conditions and low pay would be nice if every employer offered living wages, health care, paid leave, and other benefits when the pandemic hit. I was frankly amazed that workers didn't rise up when they treated as were treated as sacrificial lambs. I agree with that. We should have risen up. I think there I think we cannot allow this pandemic to be a lost opportunity. Um because the and the window is closed and after September, all the the, the, the Extended unemployment is gone And people are going to be rushing back To the slave labor wages Because they'll have no other choice uh, So right now we're making the employers pay They will later on likely Get some recompense But we'll see Attorney General Garland vows billions, Billionaire tax leak to ProPublica Will be top will, let's see, ProPublica will be top of my list to investigate the crime is in the billionaire class getting away with tax evasion 40 plus years. Whoever let the people know about it. Democrats don't lose focus on what's important. Welcome aboard, AVQ, Breach MCP, Squido. Welcome aboard, Dimitri OG. Uh Michael Rodnan. Sorry, I missed the keynote speech. Looked forward to it on YouTube replay. Let you know, Rene Guerrieri. Replying to Montreal, I'm hoping he was being ironic. Michael Rudnan, 435, I think. Yes, 435. I always say, to, I know 218 is what you need to pass. So 218 times 2 minus 1, because that's a majority. Eric Hayes says, Hi all, here is how our local judges are threatening citizens by continuing to let people out on bond that skip our commit more crimes like murder. All right, look, that is a serious issue. Uh, the, the, I mean, a whole... Thousands of people are let out on bond. Thousands of people are let out on bond, including self-recognizant bonds. And a minute amount of them go ahead and recommit crimes. We don't know who those are going to be. That is the truth. We don't know. You can say, well, we have to keep all of the violent ones locked up. Maybe. But let let me ask Eric, in his disgust with the judges... That are letting these guys out. Where is the disgust about us in you in, 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 in our own in our own criminal co- uh, legislature allowing anybody to just get guns at willy-nilly? That kills more people because if you go across Texas and all these people with guns make mistakes and use them because they are enraged. Where is the enragement for policy? That codifies killing, which is our gun policy in the United States of America. And you want to know how we know how? Because we are the only free willy-nilly country with guns as we have it. And that is where we get 40,000 or so murders or killings by guns every year. Where is the disgust for that? When you don't see that in England, when you don't see that any other country in the world... Are you disgusted by our gun policy as well? That kills more than judges letting out people on bond? Come on now, let's get real. Tom C. The case for prosecuting Donald Trump, saving American democracy, requires a clear condemnation of the Trump presidency. I agree. Bridge MCP. Hey, Eric. Those people getting after murder, the murdering is shocking. Yes. Does the XL... Have a climate impact by knocks there? Any knocks there? Yes. All right, let's continue. Uh, Martha Benton, hello. Bridge MCP, hello. Okay, murder over 100 locally. Yeah, uh, Houston is a city of uh, the metropolitan area of, of 4 million people, right? Okay, less perspective. And a lot of the killings are among people who know each other among bangers, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like your life, Eric Hayes, is in danger. Don't let the right-wing noise machine cloud reality. Michael Rudnan, the alternative to not letting people out before trial would be indefinite detention. Prison without trial would be worse. You know, it's funny because they don't mind using that for locking people up. But when it comes for having restrictions on guns, they says, well, we can't restrict guns because a few people are going to do bad things. Well, the same thing goes for bond. We can't restrict bonds because a few people are going to do bad things, right? Come on now. Uh, let's get real. Anyhow, folks, let's go ahead and get busy. What is the show going to be about? Oi, ¿De qué vamos a hablar esta tarde? Today's show, Republican Helping Democrats is patriotic. A Republican said that. He didn't say those words, but he, he, you, you couldn't help but get those words out of there. Helping Democrats now, Republicans, is a patriotic act. Jason Miller on Joe Manchin. We were to play that yesterday. We'll play it today. And you know who's going to be marching against Joe Manchin? Guess who? Reverend Barber, I had Reverend Barber on a few months ago. I'll try to get him again. Actually, he disregarded a couple of my tweets. I'll try again. But anyhow, let's go ahead and play the first video. Let me see if I can get to the first video. Ah, you know what I did? I forgot to load the first video, but I'm loading it as we speak to make sure that I can have the appropriate Video to my peeps, and here it comes. A further example, not that one, but this one with Republicans to other Republicans. I think that's the video. Let's go ahead and see. We have more Republicans that are getting that are making sense. More Republicans are starting to say that it is existential for our democracy that Republicans work with or work and help Democrats maintain our democracy. We had Uh, an interview with uh, Bill Crystal or had an interview with Bill Crystal a few few weeks ago where he made that statement or similar statements and now we have another Republican that comes on on uh, cable TV and pretty much says the same thing I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side
1: To to Barbara's point about the evidence that needs to begin being collected, let me read about what she says about following the money, because they're answerable. These are not, like, known unknowns. Barbara writes, who planned and funded the Trump rally that day, and who picked the speakers and got attendees there? How did supporters of QAnon, Oath Keepers, and the Proud Boys get there? What happened as the White House planned for January 6th? I mean, there are... There were emails. There were emails sent to supporters. There were venues booked. There were permits taken out. All that evidence has to exist. What, what, what do you think about where we are in terms of not turning over many stones?
2: Well, I think it's sort of uh, ridiculous that we can't have a commission right now. And I just want to you know, uh, give a shout out to Barbara. She's the OG when it comes to uh, anti-Trump and going against ridiculousness. And Barbara and I have talked about this. You know, she wasn't a government reform committee. She knows this process. And we talked about her unleashing those subpoenas and with my background in call chaining, social network analysis and pattern of life, actually utilizing that data, those CDRs or call detail records, and other forms of communication to identify what this social network looked like, who was was working with who, what the communication paths were, right? And and who the leaders were for each one of the movements, for each one of the cells that were there. What Barbara's referring to in her op-ed or what she's talking about is Barbara going on the offensive because we have to tell people that you don't have to be afraid of President Trump. Conservative values don't have to equal crazy. That's why I appreciate Barbara for the year she's been doing this, but her op-ed really was an offensive move here in Virginia to ensure that we can actually get in front of some of this.
1: Denver, would you help Democrats? Would you offer your time? Would you volunteer to help them where your expertise lies?
2: Helping Democrats right now is helping the country. This isn't a partisan issue. That's, that's mm-hmm. why I get so angry about, is that we had individuals that siege the Capitol based completely on fantasy. So, But I think right <laughs> now we all have to help. This, this, is, this is not partisan at all. Barbara's so right on this. This is about facts and data. I'm not going after the individuals that are responsible for this. So I don't see it as Democrats reaching out to me. I see it as Americans reaching out to me for help in identifying who these people are. And I hope I can use my 20 years of experience and and maybe rely on some of Barbara's experience to get through this.
0: I like when you said, I think I'm going to. Well, oh, I didn't finish that, did I? I didn't finish I didn't finish the play completely, but I'll say what I said is I, I like what he had to say. He pretty much had to say that that was pretty darn patriotic. I'm going to try to get him on the show. I think I can and get in After I posted that, he went ahead and followed me, so I have a direct link to talk to him, so we'll try to get him on the show. Um, anyhow, let's see. Question, if the left keeps bashing mansion, do you think this will help their overall cause? Uh, well, Mansion needs to be bashed. Uh, what the worst he can do is go ahead and become a Republican, and then if he be- becomes a Republican, he would immediately get challenged and lose in the challenge. But if he stays a Democrat, he'll likely still hold on to his seat in West Virginia because, again, no—that's just how it works in West Virginia. He could not beat a Trump in the in the um, he could not beat a Trumpist in the regular primary so therefore if he goes to try to be a Republican, i know look he's he's likely testing all of that to see if, he, if it's best for him to become a republican it's not best for him to become a republican because if he becomes a republican he'll be challenged by a trumpist in west virginia the trumpist will win and the trumpist will also win the senate seat but it won't be mentioned so he'll lose in all cases. So no, he'll remain a Democrat. I was concerned about that for a while until I did some calculations and figured out that Manchin can only win in West Virginia as a Democrat unless he goes ahead and kisses Trump's toes. But do you have to remember that he voted for impeachment and in voting for impeachment, what does that mean? He's toast. It's that simple. He cannot be a Republican after having voted to impeach the man, that's just how it works in Republican politics. There's not a lot of brain there. It's not a lot of brain. It's just, a, it's just what do you call that part of the brain that they, that ones use? But anyhow, let's go ahead and listen to our Franciscan Jason Miller, and then we'll come back on the other side. And by the way, my my audio wasn't the best on this one because I did it in D.C. in a lobby, and the noise canceling microphone. I didn't realize it was as bad as it is. I need to get me a new type of microphone. So let's go ahead and do that and get busy. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right, Um, I'm the Woolies, and we are here once again with Jason Miller. You know, when we got through speaking, first of all, let's explain who Jason is. Jason is a faith-based advocate and organizer originally from Toledo, Ohio, and serves as the co-chair of the Faithful Democracy WICS Working Group. After earning his BA in History and Religious Studies, Jason entered a year of service with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps in Nashville. Tennessee, working at Capital Charities Refugee Services. He then relocated to Washington, DC, where he is right now in an area to complete a master's degree in conflict analysis and resolution at George Mason University. Jason has since devoted himself to faith-based communications and advocacy work on behalf of economic justice and climate justice issues, and currently works as the Director of Campaigns and Development at the Franciscan Action Network. Before we begin, Jason, a lot of people always ask, why are you having a religious guy on here? I always say, I don't have a religious guy. I have a guy with his own thing, doing the right thing by Americans. Tell us a little bit about what what you do with the Franciscan Network and why there's symbiosis with anybody who believes in social justice, economic justice, racial justice, and everything in between. That's right. Hey, Berto,
3: thanks so much for having me on again. I always, I gotta say, I love that you, uh, always give Toledo a shout out. I, uh, you know, wear that on my absolutely, feet. And, uh, it's, yeah, as, as part of our work at the Franciscan Action Network, I always, you know, there are so many people that are Franciscan-hearted. I'm not a, as we would say, a professed Franciscan, but, uh, certainly a, a Franciscan-hearted individual, right? And we follow the, the lives of, of Francis and Claire, Saints Francis and Claire, and, and a Pope Francis, right, who called us to, uh, you know, build a, a church to go out to those on the margins. And that's really what it's about to be a Christian and to be a Franciscan, is to meet those on the margins, to to build bridges, not to build walls. And and that's what we're all about at the Franciscan Action Network. And you don't have to be a, a professed Franciscan to uh to join us and to, to advocate on all of our issues from immigration reform to climate change to gun violence prevention and to the democracy work than I'm doing with faithful democracy.
0: Now, interestingly, one of the reasons there are two reasons that we wanted to talk today. Yeah, uh, the first one I consider that we left certain things unanswered in our last interview with uh, some of the work that you do at the Franciscan Network. And the second topic I want to discuss with you is Joe Manchin's new stance, or not new stance, but Joe, uh, Joe Manchin sort of hammering down on the protection of uh, the filibuster, what I consider one of the most anti-democratic forms of, um, you know, forms of actions within the Senate altogether. So why don't you first tell me? A little bit about what, um, a, a lot of what else you wanted to add to the work that you guys do, with sure. this Franciscan network. because well, I mean, it's a vast network now yeah. that's really out there doing some good.
3: We we can talk all day, right? And that's why. I was excited to come back because I felt like we could just have, have a conversation about this all day. It was so much fun last time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it, tomorrow for, for folks in D.C. where uh, Faithful Democracy is going to be in front of the Methodist building uh, right down here at the the Capitol, right next to the Supreme Court. So we advocate for the People Act. There's a 12 o'clock event with Interfaith Power and Light, and there's a 3 p.m fast uh with faith in action for um the for immigration reform we call that the fast freedom at the, the church of the reformation in dc so there are three events tomorrow dc is back all the all the in-person events are are back but they'll they'll be outside they will be social distance so so bring some water it's going to be a hot one and uh that that's really the I feel like what you said, well, what what do you do with FAN? Well, tomorrow we have three events on three, three different issues, and we're involved in, in all three. And it's it's really exciting. You know, it's that, that time when the, the Senate is uh, in session, so everybody's got to get their event in. Everybody's got to be heard. And uh, that was part of the reason why I wanted to come on, too, is to let folks know if you're in D.C., if you're in Maryland, if you're in Virginia, come on out. Uh, you don't have to be at all three. I don't know that I'll make it to all three, but you know, pick one, whatever works for your schedule, and um, you know, advocate as Pope Francis would say with those on the margins, right? On for immigration reform, for the environment, for
0: you're democracy. you're doing things all week this week, or it's,
3: it's, all those events are to, they're tomorrow, they're Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. <laughs> Everything's happening that always. You know, that's always. I always joke that we need a giant calendar so where all these other groups can coordinate, but uh, thankfully, they don't at least overlap, it's just sort of one right no, yeah. after the other.
0: Well, anyhow, so uh, let's talk a little bit now about uh, uh, is there anything else you want to add about the Franciscan network before we go on to Joe Man?
3: You know, just that we're and and I'm sure I've, I've said this last time, right? Is that you know please join us on our email list franciscanaction.org uh we represent about 50 different franciscan institutions nationwide on all those issues that i've talked about the you know your male religious those friars, the guys in the brown robes the the poor clares in the convent, and then the the third order, which is a catch-all. Your sisters, your women religious, what you would think of as nuns. Um, your Franciscan brothers. There are even Episcopal and Lutheran Franciscans, and there's Ecumenical Franciscans. So anybody out there who thinks that oh, this is just a Catholic thing, um, it's it's not. I, that was a surprise to me too when I started at FAN, is that there are non-Catholic Franciscans, and um, you know, but there's also so many people that just. Love St. Francis and love Pope Francis, and
0: you know we're we're welcoming to all. Excellent. Let's let's do a little bit of talking about uh, Senior Joe Mansion. Yeah. Joe Manchin wrote an op-ed recently. Uh, why don't you tell our audience first? Joe Manchin's point of view in that op ed, because uh, I I think you do it best. Go ahead and let us tell us. Sure.
3: Well, you know, Joe Manchin uh, wrote a op ed in the Charleston newspaper at Charleston, West Virginia on Sunday. And, you know, he said that he's not supporting the the For the People Act, uh, which was frankly a little bit of a surprise to me uh, because he supported it in the last Congress. So, you know what made him change his mind he's he's talked a lot about um you know how he doesn't want to do away with the filibuster which you mentioned how you know he's all in search of bipartisanship which is is great i you know i would hope that there are some republican senators who would support the for the people act um but it it, it doesn't seem like that's the case so you know i i frankly um you know the work is not done uh, with with our work with faithful democracy and um, it's uh, you know one op-ed doesn't mean that you know we're just going to stop working we're we're people of faith we have we have hope and uh, we hope that we can still change Senator Manchin's mind.
0: Well you know as, as it turns out Senator Manchin is from West Virginia West Virginia is likely the first, second, or third poorest state in the union. They're very, very poor. they uh, they um, We talk about supporting environmental justice, um, you know, uh, racial justice, and, and all these other forms. Uh, West Virginia is one of those states where we have a lot of pollution from the cutting down the mountains, from the mercury, from ash, all these kinds of things that are that are out there. And to think that um, where we know a Republican Party is always in support of corporations who do these things, um, you wonder what got. Why is it that he thinks that um, he's, he's supporting his fellow West Virginian? In fact, last uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, a poll came out that said. Seventy-five percent of West Virginians are in support of the poll of the uh, the HR one. For the people I'm sure. Six, right? And sixty-five percent of them are in favor of the plan as the, the uh, Americans for the Jobs American Jobs Plan that right. uh, that we're trying to pass right now. That right. President right. Biden keeps negotiating yeah. with himself for Negotiating America. down, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In who it's like stop. Can you please stop? President Biden, I know you're probably not, maybe you catch the show, but, but please stop negotiating with yourself. <laughs>
0: right, because it's, nothing is going to happen. So what are your thoughts about uh, West Virginia, him being West Virginian, West Virginian needing all this, West Virginia needs more than just about every blue state there is. Right. What, you know, so I mean, there's all this, and they're one of the states that take more out of the federal government than put into the federal government. What's his problem?
3: What's his problem? That that sounds like a. I, I don't. I don't want to say that he has a problem, right? Um, but I, I think you're right. He needs to listen to his constituents. Um, you you took that that poll right out of my mouth. Is that there's such a large percentage of West Virginians that support the For the People Act? Well, then is, isn't he all about listening to his constituents? I I know he is. So you know clearly he's not looking at the polling. And and you you asked that question about. You know, um, there is a provision. Obviously, it's for the people. access so a large bill. It talks about you know getting a big money out of politics, and you know that that does make you wonder. You know, is are there and and not just with Senator mentioned, but others who maybe aren't supporting this bill, or or maybe even some Democrats who aren't as you know, full throated in their support.
0: Yeah. Um, let me you know, cut you why? a second because I, let me cut you a second because I think you just hit on yeah. a very important point that yeah. I want to expand on because people need to understand what you just said there. Mm-hmm. There are several Democrats right now, what I call the corporatist Democrats, the establishment Democrats that mm-hmm. are likely using mansion as a cover. cover. Yeah. So continue, please. I just wanted to, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to and, miss and, that and, point.
3: you know, and, and maybe some of them are are frankly they're they've signed on to this bill, um, but they're happy to to see it fail because they you know for for a, a lot of folks in, in the Senate and and it's this is on both sides and it, you notice I'm not naming naming names mm-hmm. we mentioned Senator Manchin just because he wrote that op-ed uh, right. but it's it's not to not to single him out um, but certainly it's you know it costs. Even just in the house to to run, it's I think it's at least a million dollars. So I can only imagine what what it is to to run a Senate campaign, and and for those folks that that want to stay in power, you know they they claim that they're listening to their constituents, but they're happy to frankly let Senator Manchin be the fall guy, and to ensure that you know they still have their campaign coffers are full from corporations.
0: Yeah, that is interesting, and I and I, and I you, you're right about the ball guy. Now, interestingly, um, it, it, the, the HR1 bill does some of what you've mentioned, taking money out of politics as well. And that goes across the board. We know that Mansion's daughter is a CEO or was a CEO. I haven't followed her lately of the company who make that. uh, Yeah, uh, the Epipen. Yeah, and drove up the price. uh, And drove up the price by several thousand percent. If you start from the beginning, a product that was developed by whom? We, the people, are the ones who actually developed that product. They made modifications so they could hold on to certain types of patents, and then they. You know, they suck it to, to us all. So, I mean, I'm, I think it is important that people understand how important our, uh, the, the, and how disloyal to their constituents anybody that opposes a... It is funny, because the last bill that failed, that would fail 55 to 38, or 54 to 38. So, so when did 38 beat 54 again? Exactly. Like, that That sounds like a winning
3: margin, Right. Um, and that and that's that's the the just it, it, it boggles the mind that uh you know you have the the minority that are still um winning and and such a small minority, right? Thirty-eight votes. Um and, and that's why it's important. Um and, and again, if if you're from West Virginia, call Senator Manchin. If you're not, don't call him. If you don't have that 304 area code, th- you know, that, that's not going to help. Um, but on the other hand, if, no matter where you live, you should be calling your senators and you should be letting them know um, how you feel about the for the people act and all these other issues. Right. And and that's the only way that we're going to be able to fight back against this big money and this, this influence that that this dark money, this secretive money has, is that if we work
0: together and we make our voices heard. John, yesterday I had an abbreviated version of the show where I told people that the reason they do these things, uh, I'm talking about guys like Manchin, Uh, uh, many times they want us to just call it in, throw our hands up and say, we can't really make a difference. And I said, Mm -hmm. no, now is the time for us to lean in and understand that uh, maybe sometimes it's best to take a short term defeat with the expectation that you're going to rile up enough people to really have those we want elected, elected your thoughts on that.
3: Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, you know, I, I, and that's exactly what they want right is that they do they want us to just throw up our hands and just kind of let let business go as usual i mean we saw the reports this morning about the the january 6th insurrection um yes. you know which they didn't want to investigate right um you know i'm gonna pick on somebody else you know senator cinema you know why why did you vote against that that's i would love to know that um, answer to that question, and it's you know if if they're not even going to investigate a situation where lives were lost and more lives could have been lost, it was it was a miracle that more worked. Um, and then you know we can't expect the the Senate to to do anything, frankly, and and that's why. But we we can't just throw up our hands because that's what they want, right? We have to keep calling, we have to keep fighting, we have to keep sending letters and emails that's that's the only only thing that we can do um because we we can't let let them whoever them is is win right and you know senator mansion we don't don't be the fall guy right be the hero like this is your chance if you know you want to you want to make history well you can do that by by reversing course you know it's it's that simple and it's 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 an uphill battle but but we the people can do it
0: Jason I'm absolutely right about that oh, okay you know what my last question is to you every single time which just gives you a free for all what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't
3: oh I mean you know last time I just kept going on and on and on and you know, it's, it's, it's a unique space that we occupy, right? At the Franciscan Action Network, we, we work on the two things that the at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you don't want to talk about, right? Religion and, and politics. And I've, I've been in a room with religious people where they don't understand how I sit around the table with secular folks, and I've been at, at the table with just folks who, who aren't people of faith and and faith comes up and they all look at me for for the answer. And uh, you know it's it's a unique but special space that that we occupy. But just like we need folks to uh you know call their senators. Uh we need folks with us at Franciscan Action Network, you know, and it it doesn't matter if if you're a professed Franciscan or not. Like I said, it's you know, we're all Franciscan hearted, right? We all care about these issues and and we need to to work together. So franciscanaction.org is the place to be. Join us. We're also on social media. And I, I got to say one other thing. You know, I'm 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 here to reclaim my name, right? I I was Jason Miller first. I don't care what anybody else says. Um uh, you know, I I get emails, I get phone calls to my work. I, I got a package of poems once. Um uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and let me just say again to to be bi- bipartisan, not just from folks on the right who think I'm the other Jason Miller, I get from folks on the left who who wanna and those are the ones I respond to and say, hey, I'm I'm not that guy. Um, that guy is every time he's on CNN, I get I get emails and it's like if if you're looking for his email and you I pop up on Google, um don't don't you see my
0: face on. <laughs> on,
3: on the fan website, my fiance says I'm much better
0: looking than he is. So, yes, you are uh, better looking than yeah, that, than the other Jason Miller.
3: I, exactly. So I, you know, I, I, just that other Jason Miller out there. Like I, I have all these emails from you. Some of them are kind of disturbing. I, you know, I, But please, just stop besmirching my name. It uh you know it's it was funny at well, first, but frankly well, now well, I'm really tired of it. And I'm I'm here and to if, claim my name back. Jeez,
0: you've got your mother, Jason Miller. You've got you have got your name back, <laughs> Mr. Jason Miller. It's been my pleasure to have you on Politics Done Right once again. You have a
2: wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much, Egberto. It's been fun as always.
0: All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Now, let's see. Uh, we've got here, E2247 says, Get Biden to instruct the Army Corps of Engineers to revoke the Line 3 Pipelines Federal Clean Water Act Section 404 permits that were, that were issued hastily in the final days of the International Crime Syndicate masquerading as government under POTOS 45. Uh, that's above my pay grade, but I, I trust that you know what you're talking about. Egberto, Mississippi is rated as number four, so I stand corrected. I think I said... Maybe three or so. So I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Okay, let's see. In West Virginia, respondent support for people act uh, bill by seven to nine per in West Virginia. Respondents supported the people. Yes, I said seventy-five percent. Uh, you came up with a poll that said seventy-nine percent. That's even better. Uh, from E two two four seven, Biden can on both honor treaties and prevent embridge from crossing the navigable waterways along uh, Line three's route, thereby hurting the project immediately. Thank you for that update. Okay, let's see. Uh, line 3 violates Indigenous treaty rights. It plans to carry 700,000 barrels of tar sands oil from Canada each day. It will have a climate impact par with Keystone and pose an existential threat to the Mississippi River. I think it passed under, right? Okay, Eric says, how can you even bring up, take out more than what you put in in, on a state level? It is a collective effort, and what if we take that idea to the individual level? I am sure there are people paying into government systems that don't get anything out for personal. Look, I paid so much into healthcare, tons. I haven't taken that out. I don't complain, but you're missing the point. It was Mitt Romney who started out about the takers and the makers. Remember that? Mitt Romney, and and, and from that time, Republicans ran with the takers and makers. The only problem that occurred is when we found out who the takers really were, there were more Republican takers than Democratic takers. There were more Republican states that were takers than... Well, actually, most Republican states are takers. Unfortunately... Kentucky, House of House of Mitch McConnell, one of the biggest takers of them all. Mississippi, taker, Alabama, taker. They're all taker states. And you know why they're taker states? Because of their policies. So when you talk about, oh, well, you know, we have better policies. No, you don't have better policies. Your people don't get health care. You take more from the federal government to sustain the policies that you claim are not needed? No, the reason why we do that, oh, you guys like to talk collective when you're talking about uh, uh, states, right? But when it's the individual, it's a different thing, right? Well, no. Republican policies are the policies that pretty much generate takers. It generate people who don't work for anything, including the corporate structure that doesn't work on a sustainable basis that uses everybody else as slaves. Okay, Michael Rudden says, "Egberto." After the show, there's a bow. Let me click on that so I can bring that up because uh, that seemed like it's gonna be quite interesting. So I'll listen to that bow. uh, That bow article. What a disgrace! I'm not gonna read that one. Let's see. Uh, Bear with me, folks. Let me go ahead and get this one here. The music is great, but it's very distracting. I I tried to. I have a noise canceling microphone. It just didn't work. Sounds like sour thinking because you don't get your way in government work. The system, the politicians are good at. Nah, I don't think so. That's not it at all. All right, let's see. Uh, Eric says again that is a problem and need to. S-. No, that's not true either, my dear brother. Jesuit volunteers and married knocklers do politics right too. E two two four seven. You go, guy. Bridge into says good interview. Uh, Michael and my cousin, shares my name, but he's not real into politics, so I don't have the same sort of problem with people mistaking us. ATL checking in. You're checking in late, my brother, but still love you. Michael Rudden says, Egberto, mind putting this on the screen? That all depends on what it is, Mister." Oh, suspicious. My uh, my my uh, virus checker stopped it. I'm sorry. Find another link. Red states get their takes from blue states. Yeah, the blue states pay a lot more into the government than red states, and the red states take a whole lot out. That's just how it is. That's a fact. If it is, uh, it is you making the point on takers, etc., and it is a freaking government, the government is a take system with waste. No, again, if the government wasn't taken from blue states, red states would starve understand it you guys are always complaining about the government taking yet when you look at what's going on the red states are taking up they're taking money more than they're putting in so they're net takers it's math that's all it is eric math math is perfect math is not subjective math is perfect Okay, E-2247, Enbridge lines leak terribly. E- all the time, all the time. Lift it, welcome aboard. The Grey Coats hate this country. Same as their ancestors, grand old Traders. Tom C says, just like Jim Crow era politicians. Mitch McConnell came out against unnecessary John Lewis Voting Rights Act because it's against the law to discriminate in voting based on race already. You know he's a clown. We know that. Egberto, alternate, please. Let's see if that one comes up. Uh, okay, that came up. Let's see what it says though before I put it on the screen. Uh, Propublica. Oh, there we go. That can go on the screen. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and give Michael Rudnan his look. When no one trusts you to clean up after yourself. First time watching The Office, and I immediately wanted to make this. <laughs> Take a look, look at it, guys. Uh, let me see if I can blow it up for you. So, oops, wrong wrong thing that I tried to blow up. Uh wrong thing that I tried to blow up. Let's let's blow this up a bit for people. There we go. Uh and by the way, we spoke about this. Okay, look at look at how much they made and how much they paid in taxes. It's ridiculous. But anyway, thank you very much for that, Michael Rudnin. I appreciate that. It's amazing. The one that paid the most was Elon Musk. Wow. And it was only 3.27%. Uh, let's see what else we have. Eric Hayes, show us, uh, show us, just show us. Show us what? Uh, Let's see. Treaty, education, and treaty protection are not the sole duty of Native people. We're all treaty people. Non-Native people are living on stolen land and continue to benefit from treaties without honoring them. You know, and that's what, you know, like, you know, when when we hear things like you're teaching critical race theory and that hurts some people's feelings and it creates dissension and it creates, uh, it creates people, that's ridiculous. What we have to be serious about is the following. If history has to be told correctly, a lot of people think they are more virtuous that they they're more virtuous than they really are. We took people's land. We killed people. We assassinated people. We we did the most heinous things to people. We as the United States of America did this to people. And to say we don't want you to know that because now we're going to go around the world and say how great we are. We are exceptional. You know, and that's why Putin and all these guys, and I don't like Putin and these guys because these guys are criminals themselves. But when they come on I say, don't dare lecture us. You used to murder slaves. You still treat black people in many instances by the cops like animals. So when other countries tell you that, don't sit back and say, oh, we don't want to teach critical race theory. Come on. Again, you're only fooling yourself. Those people those people on the right, you're only fooling yourself. You don't fool anybody. Michael Rudd and Warren Buffett talks about raising his tax, but when it's time to pay up, turns out to be all... It's all hot air because they want to treat capital gains differently than they treat income. The wealthy makes their money on capital gains. That's why they don't mind saying, oh, we'll pay whatever rate on income. Leave capital gains alone. And we don't want a wealth tax. Of course, if you own a home, if you own a car, if you own some land, all of you are paying wealth taxes, right? Because your land is your wealth. Your home is your wealth. They don't mind taxing that. But you mean you have a whole bunch of money in stocks and insurance bonds and so forth. We won't tax that because that's what the rich people depend on, right? And oh, it's so bad to tax wealth for the middle class your wealth is your car, your home, and all of that, and you're paying taxes on it. Why then don't we, pay, we, we, we tax wealth on the people who have the most? Again, psychologically, we are psychologically brainwashed. I spoke a, about some of that on the talk that I gave as a keynote speaker yesterday. We have to get ourselves intelligent. We can't allow them to frame the debate. We must frame the debate the way it really is. They lie to you. They lie to you, you believe it, and then you fight against your own interests. Charla Buffard, welcome aboard. West Virginia is not a red state uh, elected. uh, They elected a dem for governor, but he switched parties shortly afterwards. They also supported for the people polls. Yes, but again, they voted for Trump. And yes, uh, Senator Byrd was one of their legendary people they supported. So. It, it's a complicated piece with West Virginia because we also have to remember that uh, Brother Bird was also Master Dragon in the KKK or something like uh, something like that. Okay, Breach MCP says Germany mandates students uh, learn the Holocaust. So should we? Exactly. That's the way you don't make the same mistakes. Thinking that we were great people, yet there are things like the Trail of Tears where we took the Indians off their own land and threw them onto reservations. Trail of tears. And we did that all over the country, the Dakotas, the Minnesota. We did all of that. But we are great, nice people. The Chinese came to work. They couldn't become citizens. They they got the menial jobs. They were treated like dogs. They were here longer than many people from Ireland and other places. Treated like dogs. And we don't want to teach that. We need to teach all of that. We need to teach all of that. Trula Buffard, how far back you want to go. 1964, Dems and Republicans flipped over civil rights. Absolutely so. Lived at high AVQ. Let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, we're all taxed with more expensive consumer prices and other things. And again, let's get intelligent on this now. Consumer price... Let, 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 let me give people something, uh, something that many don't know. During the pandemic... Prices fell. So let's say something cost a dollar during the pandemic. Prices fell, let's say, 16%. That stuff then went down in price to be 84 cents. The pandemic is almost over. The price of that thing is now 96 cents. Oh my God, that's an inflation rate of over 10% from the depression of 84 cents. People don't allow the misuse of math math is absolute don't get dumb based on what you're learning from the right wing it's just again when i look and i tell people and i don't mean to be rude but listening to right wing media makes you stupid i am i I don't use words like that generally but when you don't understand that it it, it, in if something costs a dollar Before the the pandemic. Because nobody was buying things during the pandemic. It dropped by 16% to let's say 84 cents. And then after the pandemic it jumps up to 96 cents. That's a super high inflation rate. But it's still not where it was before the pandemic. It's math. It's just right sizing and putting itself to the price that it should be. And unfortunately... Right-wing media makes you stupid from not understanding that. And it makes our job that much harder because they just said inflation rate is 10%. Look at what's happening on the Biden. No, if we take the inflation rate from where it actually started, we would see that we still don't have real inflation. Now, we may get inflation because what we're trying to do is increase wages. When we finally get wages increased, we will get inflation. A good thing because it will be a inflation caused by a good thing, increase in labor, but it was it will not be commensurate with the rate of increase of labor because labor does not make up 100% of the things that you buy. I mean, my we have to teach these things to people, I wish we had civics. I wish we had all these things in school that people could learn. That's why we have politics done right. That's why we have great folks listening to the show who can explain this to everybody else because it's important that they understand these things. Again, right wing, everybody say after me right wing media makes you stupid because it's true. Right-wing media stumps your thinking because it is true. Right-wing media is a clear and present danger to America because it is true. You know what I forgot to do? To turn you guys on to the PDR Posse. Folks, if you are on YouTube, please click that button that says join. And please become a member of what we do, the PDR Posse. Likewise, you can go ahead and get things like our mugs. Okay. Here are our mugs. We're it's great folk who purchased our mugs to help defray the cost of what we do. Uh, if you don't see, if you're not on YouTube, if you're on some other channel, you can become a part of our PDR posse by going to politicsandright.com/slash/youtube. Politicsandright.com/slash/youtube. Lived it. Welcome aboard. Alternatively, you can support us via Patreon. Uh, Patreon is politicsandright.com Slash Patreon Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N P-A-T-R-E-O-N If you join us right now I'll throw you up on the screen uh, By the way, you can also support us via PayPal Politicsandright.com Slash PayPal Politicsandright.com Slash PayPal And you can get all our books At politicsandright.com Slash books Politicsandright.com Slash books Now if you decide that you want to get rid of the middle person and support us directly, you can go to our store politicsandright.com/store. And at our store, you can get our T-shirts, you can get our masks, you can get everything that we have—the cups, all that good stuff—at our store. And if you get the books at our store, we'll also send you bumper stickers and I'll sign it. Like uh, you know, uh, I'll do uh, I'll do that. But please, we need your support. So if you can. Uh, Buy us a cup of coffee a month. Buy us a cup of coffee a month. That's all. It, that. Look at it that way. Less than a cup of coffee. You know, or however much coffee you want to buy us per month. Just go ahead and please, I urge you to click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. I am still working on the website. I just am swamped. There's a couple other websites I have to get done for some other folks in the activist community. I'm working on a Latin website right now for a group that just needs somebody to put a website together. And we have to help out each other in these domains. So I want to help them out to get that website going. And then I'll get our PDR Posse stuff set up. Uh, Please, again, click that Join button. Become a part of our PDR Posse. Coffee, I see. Use it for wine babes. (laughs) Coffee, I use it for wine babes. I love that comment. Eric Hayes, check your media sources. Just look at whether or not there's conspiracy pseudoscience mill and see how many failed fact checks they have. Yeah, but, you know, I, I want... Look, I i don't... Call, people are not all people. Listen, R- Roberto Lewis says, That's why politics and right needed to bring more conversation of intelligence. PDR is the driving force of straight facts of information. Thank you so kindly, my brother. I do appreciate your comment. Lawrence Sims says... Go back to a beginning to write the misconceptions and its fake stories. Absolutely right. Look, I let me let me. I, I, I want to give a, a, a statement to all my listeners here. I don't think any American is stupid. I don't. I and I am saying that from the depths of my heart. I don't think any American, any person on this earth, is stupid. I don't. Unfortunately, we are all human beings and we can all be influenced psychologically. We can all be. And there are people in the right-wing media, based on info from psychologists, they know how to ring the bell of certain people. And in doing so, they can have those people believe things that aren't really true. In effect, they make you stupid. Right-wing media makes you stupid. I can turn on, I listen to right-wing media. And the reason I do it is so that I can know how to communicate. That's why I have the thing that says it's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. I don't allow that person to, I don't. I, you know, I respect that person and I make them know that I respect them. But I also, I'm not going to give up on trying to get to them respectfully. That is what we got to do. We do not, however, ever, ever just look at the person and say, okay, I understand what you're saying. It's right just to shut him up. You you, you, have, to, you have to hit it on the nail. You've got to do it. You have to do it. Anyhow, we're getting close to the end of the show. I ask you so kindly to please become members, however you can, either the PDR Posse, either the PayPal, either Patreon or one of them. Folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I'm going to end this, baby. I am what? Out! Out!